Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Derek Brinkley Podcast, Episode 8. Now I want to start today's episode off with a big congratulations to E.T., who just had their 10,000th episode tonight. I know when this goes up, this is going to be like super late, but you know, it's a big, huge milestone, so I, I wanted to give them congratulations. It's uh, not many, you know, new shows have been around that long. They've done what they've done. So, again, big congratulations to E.T. on the 10,000. And here's to another 10,000. The first thing I want to talk about um, is a movie that I recently watched. And that was Six Underground, starring Ryan Reynolds. The movie, in my opinion... Was not that great of a movie. The uh, plot was all right. It's your typical, you know, like kind of like spy, you know, action drama that you get from Michael Bay. A lot of explosions. Again, that's a Michael uh, Bay thing. Um, the the characters. If you're if you're looking for a movie that has a lot of character detail. Then this is not the movie. They don't really. You know. Develop the characters all that much. They. I mention. The characters backstories. You know every once in a while. But it's not like a big focus for them. So no. On that, on that aspect that's kind of disappointing. Again the plot is. Kind of weak. You know it's an alright plot. Um, to the way I took it is that the way, the way that the movie ended is that they are leaving it open for a possible sequel, but I just don't, I don't know if a sequel would work just based on how this movie went. Um, I'm not going to say it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen, um, but it was definitely not a great movie. Unfortunately, I wanted to go into into it liking it, but it is a is is a really boring movie for like an action movie. You know the action scenes are, are cool and some of the stuff that they do is really amazing and well done. But you know Ryan Reynolds puts on a, a very good performance. Uh it's very hard not, not to get a good performance from Ryan Reynolds, so you know if you're just watching it just to watch him then yeah. It's a pretty good movie. Another movie that I am attempting that I need to watch is uh, Marriage Story. And I started it, but I ended up going to Six Underground. I will be getting around to watching Marriage Story. Um, it was... I've heard it, nothing but good things from it. Especially with the performance of Adam Driver and... Scarlett Johansson. So it's it looks like an interesting movie. It's not normally the type of movie I watch, but I know anything that has Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver in it, I will give a shot. Um, no matter what it is, because you know they're just they're just tremendous talented actors. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna watch that. And last night I <laughs> I watched. Aladdin. 
Now, this was the first time that I ever watched Aladdin, and it was a, you know, the musical performances, you know, the musical numbers were good, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too terrible, it wasn't, um, but I think two of the best performances in it, um, one, Naomi Scott did a fantastic job in the movie, um, and Will Smith as a genie, I thought was portrayed really, really good. So, um, the guy that played Aladdin, I'm not saying that he was terrible. He was actually good in the movie, but you can kind of tell that he was overshadowed a little bit by name. He's got Will Smith. I mean, and that's not his fault, you know. I mean, when you're in a movie with Will Smith, Unless you're already a big time star, it can very easily be outperformed and outshined by Will Smith. I thought everything that Will Smith did in the Aladdin movie was uh, was was good. He had me laughing several times throughout that movie. So that to me was one of the best performance overall performances. But again, Naomi, Naomi Scott did a tremendous job. Um. So, you know, I heard that they're making a sequel to it, but it's not going to have the guy that played Aladdin, which, you know, if that's true, then that, that's a shame. Because you got to have, to me, I think you need him in it, especially since he was already established as Aladdin. So, doing a sequel to him, I, I don't think would be right. Because, again, he didn't do a terrible job. He, he did a fantastic job. And the movie went on to make over a billion dollars. So, you know, people obviously loved the movie enough to go see it. To get to over a billion. And so, you know, with Aladdin 2, I don't know which, well, what direction they're going to go with it. Is Jafar going to become, you know, the big bad again? Or there's going to be an, another big villain? So, you know... It, there's still several several movies I need to watch that I need to get around to watching. I just haven't been able. I haven't had the time to. You know, right now I'm currently watching The Witcher on Netflix, and then that is also an amazing show. Henry Cavill does an excellent job. You know, playing that role, and I'm not I'm not too averse on the movies. I mean, not the movies. I'm not well too versed on the books of it. I mean, I've played maybe like 10 minutes of the game. Not that it was a terrible game. It's just I didn't. I wasn't able to get into it as much. But the show makes me want to go back and play the game. It's a it's been a fantastic story so far, and all the you know the entire cast. Has done an excellent job portraying these characters and bringing that world to life. Um, Henry Cavill is just a another tremendous actor that really got into the role. Uh, I watched an interview with with him and I said that he was very excited to play this role because he's a big gamer too, and he played the game and he he liked it. So it it was cool to see that he got a role that he wanted wanted, you know, which is 
I know a lot, which, this is kind of like off the topic for a second, but it's related to another game that's being made to movie, which is the Uncharted movie. How, you know, people was upset that Nathan Fillion did not get casted as Nathan Drake. Which, I'm, I'm fine with Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake, because this is not supposed to be the, the older one. This is supposed to be the younger version of him. And I think Tom Holland is perfect for the role if you're doing a younger version of Nathan Drake. So, you mean, if you later on down the road, if you want to bring Nathan Drake, I mean, uh, Nathan Philly in has Nathan Drake, you can do that. You know? Because right now, they could establish Tom Holland in his own big franchise that's not a superhero role, you know, for years to come. If the first Uncharted movie does well enough, depending on the size of the budget, he could be, this could be a, a, a trilogy, and he possibly have a second trilogy, and that's a long shot, because you still have to get through the first one, and generally video game movies do not do well, but, I know the, and I know what people would say, you know, well, The Witcher's doing good, but The Witcher is also not a movie, it is a TV show, you know, so there's a difference, um, but, you know, the show is being received well because it's not, people have the, you have a choice to watch the movie or not, but the episodes are only like an hour, you know, and if after you watch the first episode, if you're not hooked to it, then you, you'll have to watch it. But, you know, they don't also don't have to spend the the amount of money that they would for a version a movie version of it. So I'm sure if they did a movie of The Witcher, the budget would be probably like two times higher than what it probably was for the show. So I, I don't know what the budget was for it. But it's probably a good chunk of money. But for what they have been able to do with the special effects, the costumes, it's been very well done. They convince you that you know, that this is a good, this is a cool world to be in, you know, uh, some of the witches on there, you know, are, are pretty cool, you know, of course, the witcher himself is really cool, um, I'm blanking out on his, uh, friend's name, he's not a bad character either, he, he at times can be kind of annoying, but not enough to make you want you know, to quit watching the show. I mean, that's the way his character is designed. I understand that. But, um... It's a good show. If you're looking for, like, a sci-fi fantasy show, then it's totally the show for you. Let's transition over to, you know, a little bit of football. With the cha- not the championship game, but the uh, divisional round of the playoffs coming up, we got the Packers coming up Sunday versus the Eagles. Not the Eagles. Sorry, my bad. My mind's a little flustered today. Uh, the Packers versus the Seahawks should be a phenomenal game. You know, both offenses are going to bring it. I have no doubt in my mind that Aaron Rodgers will bring it and Russell Wilson will bring it. As far as the quarterbacks are concerned. And. I mean look. I'm, I've am i said it many times on this podcast. I'm not a Packers fan. But I have to admit. 
you know, that Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. And he's done a lot for that team. So, I don't see the Packers just laying down and the Seahawks, you know, come in and beat them. But, you know, the, at the same time, you know, the, the Seahawks have a really good offensive line, too, and defensive line. You know, they, they have their problems at time, you know, that they make, you know, some key errors. And they let uh, the runner pass their defense. But, you know, if they can correct that, they, then they should totally be fine. Um, Russell Wilson's probably going to throw for a good chunky, but he can also run the ball too. That's what I think some people forget is that he is also pretty good with running that ball. I'm not saying he's like on Lamar Jackson level, but he's a pretty good runner when he has to run. He can run, and it's such an amazing thing to watch him play. Um, now if I had to. Since you know the since the twenty ten is over, if I had to name the most dominant player throughout the twenty tens for each of the three major sports, well, actually, correction, the two major sports, because I'm not really a big fan of baseball, so I can't really comment on that. But as far as the NBA, I think one of the top players from the NBA in the twenty tens is maybe an unpopular decision is LeBron James. He was one of the top players on a consistent basis from 2010 to 2019 that was that showed up and it was having a f- fantastic decade. I know some people would say Stephen Curry, and I would I would agree, but Golden State Warriors didn't really get started going until I think it was like 2014, 2015. They didn't get going to like the later part of the decade as with LeBron James he was playing hard from 2010 to all all the way through 2019 you know he may not won championships every single season but the dude would carry his teams to playoffs and twenty the 2010s alone he carried the Miami Heat to a championship and then in, and also in the 2010s he took a team that nobody thought we won NBA championship and the Cleveland Cavaliers took took them to multiple NBA finals. So that would as far as NBA, that would be my you know, player of the decade. As far as football, as far as the NFL goes, again it might be an unpopular decision, but I have to go with Tom Brady. The things that he has been able to do with the Patriots throughout the 2010s has been nothing but short of amazing. He's had an, an amazing season. He's had an amazing career. You know, Hall of Fame worthy. And I, I, I'm i going to give my little prediction on Tom Brady. I am, And that is that I do think that there's a potential that Tom Brady does leave. I think there's a big chance that he could leave, especially, you know, because the Patriots dynasty is probably over. You know, they had a great regular season, but, you know, they wasn't able to get it done in the, in the first game of the playoffs. So, you know what, Tom Brady might decide, you know, hey, let's go play for another team. 
I think the two most likely teams that he could play for is the Los Angeles Rams, who, you know, Jared Goff has been having an, an off season. He's he's been regressing the season, you know, and, that, and that's a shame because the kid had a lot of promise in him. He had a lot of talent, and it's a shame to see him, you know, take you know several steps backwards and not do as well. Um, but I think you know Tom Brady with the Los Angeles Rams. I think they could make some big noise because Tom Brady is a reliable quarterback. Um, second team, wow, I mean, the second team still be even harder, because he, he wouldn't just go to any team, so I'd say the second team that he could possibly go to, and, and no, it's not going to be New Orleans, but I think it's fairly, highly unlikely, but how about the Pittsburgh Steelers? I know, I know. Who would think to see Tom Brady in a Pittsburgh Steelers outfit jersey? Because number one, I I wouldn't. I never thought there's a chance that Tom Brady could leave the Patriots, but there's a big chance that he is leaving. Because I don't think on this two-year extension, you know, that he's going to win another title with the Patriots. They don't have any really big off, you know, offensive pieces. The only guy that Tom Brady really has is Julian Edelman, and you know everybody, all the teams know that. They know that is his number one option. So you take him away. Who do the Patriots have? And it showed during the playoffs. So I think this is one reason why they got eliminated so early. And. If they would have still had Gronk, I think they they, they possibly would have won and possibly be making a you know Super Bowl championship run. But it wasn't meant to be. You know, we we still don't know what is going to happen in the upcoming off season. You know, there's a lot of things that you know the Patriots need to think going forward because at this point they need to start thinking about. The future of the Patriots after Tom Brady, whether he leaves or whether he doesn't leave, because you want to get a quarterback in there, whether you have a a decent backup quarterback now or whether you find a better one during the upcoming draft, you really want to step up with a backup quarterback because Tom Brady ain't going to be in the league probably much longer, and so. The last thing you want is to not have a quarterback that is ready to help bring the load of the Patriots. And I'm not saying whoever takes his place is going to instantly make that team a Super Bowl team. Because the, they're probably not. And I think that I, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, but I could be wrong. Um, is that I think there's a chance that once Tom Brady leaves, there's a good chance that Belichick leaves. Or, you know, he just retires. Because those two guys have been the heart and soul of the Patriots. So I don't see Belichick wanting to stay unless he has to. Well, you know, unless he has, like, you know, three years left on his contract and he has to stay. You know, then I think that would be the only way. But 
it's going to be an interesting little off season that you know when we get there. We again we got you know like two more games in the regular uh, and the divisional, and then we will decide. You know what to uh, what four teams will play in in the championship game, and then Super Bowl, which you know the Super Bowl is the biggest event of the year. It's also a place where a lot of movie studios will try to pump out a good chunk of money to get their, you know, advertisement for the upcoming movies that they want to get, you know. Because, look, the, a lot of people, even non-football fans, will watch the Super Bowl. And so, you know, that gets a lot of eyes on your product, you know, for your movie that certain people may have not been interested in. But not will now be interesting because you know they saw you know they saw the advertisement little trailer for your movie, so you know it's a good little market tool. I mean I think that's one reason why you know like the Dredos and you know used to you know average you know sp- you know sponsorship role because a lot of people that don't eat Dredos may go out and pick up a bag to you know eat them. And I know there's a good chunk of people that like, you know, like Doritos. I, I mean, I, I do. Um, but, you know, Super Bowl sounds like a fun, amazing time to be at, to be able to actually go. I will probably never experience one in my lifetime. Because, you know, the Super Bowl is super expensive. I heard it's super expensive to get Super Bowl tickets. And the parking alone is expensive. Um, but I will be watching the Super Bowl. I might do a live reaction to the game. Uh, after, you know, when the game's over, my quick little reaction. Um, so that, that, or I might just live stream the game and show you guys my reaction to the game after, as it is progressing. So it's going to be an interesting time, interesting little game. I can't wait till the Super Bowl gets here. Have like a little mini Super Bowl party. Um, I've been watching the Super Bowl for the last few years. I was never the biggest uh, football fan until like a few years ago. So um, the you know the. I'm also excited to see what's going to become of the teams heading into next season, especially whoever wins the Super Bowl. Um, the the you know field is right is wide open for taking. Any of these teams have a realistic chance of winning the Super Bowl. Any one of them could. You know, I like to say you know as long as you make the playoffs. You have an opportunity to to win. So, you know, it's, you know, and then, you know, to transition over to some games for a minute, you know, we are getting very, very close to the release of Final Fantasy VII, the remake. If you haven't seen the trailers, for the for the game, I suggest you check them out because it's a really good trailer. 
And if you've never played these games, um, you wasn't a fan of the turn-based style, they don't have it in this game. It's more update, you know, battle mechanics. You know, it's one of my highly anticipated games. It's a game that I would recommend to people. Especially if you've never played the original PlayStation 1 version. It's definitely a game that you should try out. I'm hearing that they are going to be releasing a demo. A playable demo. But that has not been confirmed by Sony. Um, so, you know, that might not be true. You know, it could be true. Because the game is coming out in March, you know, early March, I think March 3rd, you know, so if they're going to release a playable demo, it would probably be, I would assume, sometime in February, and I'm sure you're not going to be able to play um, a very big portion of it, you know, it would be like a little small, maybe like 5-10 minutes, if that. Of a playable demo because they don't want you to play too much because this is going to only be part one of the game they have this it's not going to be the entire full game yeah i've heard that the first little part is going to be a two separate disc again i don't know if that's confirmed or not but if it is I mean, by the end of this this game could have potentially four different discs, which will be the first Final Fantasy game to have four separate discs. And a game that I think they should remake, or if not remake, come out with a sequel. And for anybody that has played The Legends of the Dragoon, was uh, that was another phenomenal RPG, you know. It had an interesting storyline. It had great characters. The plot was good. It's a game that you can sink, you know, you know, 40 to 50 plus hours in easily. You know, especially with RPGs back then, you know, where you would have to, you know, randomly level up for at least an hour or two. So it's a game that you can sink hours in. It's a game that I beat multiple times. It was a hard game, you know, but me and my dad had played that game so many times that, you know, when we heard that they had canceled the planned sequel, we, uh, we felt, you know, very disappointed, but I understand the reason why they didn't, um, but if the, if you don't want to do a sequel, at least give it the remake treatment with updated graphics. I know why studios don't want to, because they probably feel like the game doesn't have a high demand, and I'm sure you have to spend millions of dollars updating the graphics, you know, you know, so that may be a reason why they don't update it, so, which, you know, which, you know, sucks for us fans of the game, but... We also have to understand, though, too, that, that they may just not want to be willing to spend the money. And it, for, and there, there is a potential that the game could flop if they did. They wouldn't, you know, nobody would really want to play it. And then they spent all this money 
for a game that didn't sell well, and now that they've lost amount amount of money, and a lot of studios are just not willing to take their. I think one reason why they did Final Fantasy VII remake is because they know that there is a very huge fan base for this game. People have been wanting a remake of Final Fantasy VII for years. I think people have been wanting a remake of it a few years after I think the PlayStation 2 came out. People have been wanting a remake of Final Fantasy VII. And they're finally giving us to it over, over 20, yeah, granted 20 years later. But, you know, we're finally getting it. And they know that by now there is a huge market for it. I'm sure as soon as they announced that, you know, there was pre-orders for the game, you know, people start pre-ordering it. I think it's also the first game to feature a collector's edition that is not worth a hundred bucks, one hundred fifty, but three hundred and twenty-six dollars. I'm I'm not saying you know that I'm not you know throwing shade at anybody that buys that edition because I'm I'm one of the biggest Final Fantasy fans you know out there and. If I had the money, I would buy the collector's edition because it's just, it's the one game that I would spend that much money on to begin with because it's my all-time favorite game and I could talk about it probably for hours. Um, but there's, you know, there's several interesting games coming out. You know, Cyberpunk 2077 is another interesting game that is coming out that I'm going to, I'm probably going to pre-order here soon, if not here soon, you know, before the game actually does release in April, um, I've talked about Resident Evil, that game, that game looks pretty good, you know, another game that people have wanted to remake, uh, a remake of, and they've finally given that, that to us too, so that should be a great experience, and it's also going to have an online mode, so I can't wait to check that out, um, and, you know, I think I'm going to butcher the name of this game. Ghost of Tsushima or something like that. That game looks absolutely bottle. Hang on a second, I gotta take a drink. But that game looks absolutely beautiful. So, I don't think there's an official release date for it. I don't think that it's going to. I thought it was going to be released before the PlayStation 5 came out, but I'm, it's starting to look like that game may not release until the PlayStation 5 is out. Um, because, again, I don't think there's no official release date. When the PlayStation 5 comes out in, like, what, 11 months? I know that sounds super far away, but at the same time, that's not that far off. Uh, because, hell, hell, we're going through January pretty fast already, and we're almost—we're I mean, getting there close to February. So this year could go by pretty fast too. And before you know it, the new consoles are going to be out. Now I'm going to let people know that I probably won't get the new console, even if I have the money for it, right when it launches, because I might want to wait and see what. The console is like, and you know, wait until some reviews and stuff come out 
to see how well it's performing. Because I, I know when the PlayStation 4 first launched, they had some problems with it. I think they had some problems with the Xbox too, but the PlayStation 4 had some big problems with it. And it's like a lot of people said have said, that when you buy a console, especially when it's first brand new, it's it's like you're you're testing the console. You're testing to see if the the system has bugs, you know, or has flaws in it. And if it does, you know, you then you have to go out and buy another console. I hope that one works. So I might wait at least three, four months after the PlayStation 5 launches to to get it. Because hopefully by then, you know, everything is worked out. And I fear that there's potential that they may do a, you know, PlayStation 5 Pro not that long after the original releases. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but it, it has huge, you know, potentials to be one of the best consoles. I don't know. Because, you know, Xbox looks pretty good. The new Xbox coming out looks pretty good. Now, I probably wouldn't recommend getting the consoles when they first come out. Especially if you're wanting a huge variety of games. Because, again, it's going to be a new con- new consoles. So, you know, the library is not going to be what, like, you know, what the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One is. You know, when those systems first launched, they launched with not that very many games for it. You know, but gradually as time went on, you know, they started getting a lot of bigger games, bigger titles, you know. You know, like The Last of Us, you know, and then the Spider-Man game. For Xbox, you had Gears of, you know, Gears of War, you know, Halo. <coughs> um, so it's it's going to be a good year for Sony and Microsoft, especially with new consoles coming out. But you probably won't see a big jump and stuff until the following year, 2021. Because 2021 will be the first full year that the consoles are out. So, you know, and there's going to be a lot of people that wait to buy those consoles, you know, for the, you know, in the future. Because they don't, people may not have the money to buy them right off the bat. So, you know, that is something that, you know, they're, I'm sure they took, took into consideration because... And they'll wait to see if, you know, there is a potential price drop. Now, and, like, I know the big question is, you know, whether you should get a, get a current day console. And I would have to agree with some people that I listen to on YouTube, uh, is that I wouldn't probably buy a new console, brand new, when with the new consoles coming out. Now, I think that depends on the deals that you get. Like, at my GameStop, you know, they're selling the Xbox One S, like, refurbished for, like, like 170 But they're also selling the Xbox One S, you know, all digital console, 440 So, if your GameStop or place is selling it like, like that and the refurbished is more... But you can buy the Xbox brand new for less than that. 
Yes, I understand with taxes and all that, that's going to bump it up to 170 But still, at that point, why not just spend the extra money and buy, buy brand new? Unless you can get it for a deal. Now, if you can get your, the Xbox One S for like 100 bucks on the 150 refurbished, then I would say go for it. Because again, you know, the new consoles are coming out. And if you just want to try out the Xbox, you know, then refurbished might be the route to go. Um, you know, a quick, you know, a few little things, you know, I, I've said it before. That I'm thinking about starting another podcast up, you know, a gaming own channel. But I'm also looking into how to make a documentary. And now, this is a whole new world for me. I wanted to bring it to you guys first. That I don't know exactly what the documentary is going to be about. You know, and you know, filming even a documentary will take a few months. Um, to you know, get going because there, you know, whatever subject that you that you're going to focus on, you have to do a lot of research for. So I'm in the process. Uh, I'm starting the process of doing a little bit of research on different topics. Um, so that is another thing that I am I'm trying to get into. Um, because if you would have asked me about a year ago, would I ever be doing a podcast? And the answer would be no. But I was I was watching YouTube and he said, you know what? It the one thing that people have said to him all the time, you know, is how do you start? And he said, you know, you just just do it. So I I started doing it. I like doing it. I like bringing you guys an episode every Friday. Um. And it's, it's a fun time to be able to talk to you guys. Um, you know, whether it's one person, two people, you know, a thousand, five thousand. I just like talking to y'all. You know, whether it's in the movie or sports or the gaming section. It's a fun time. I enjoy doing it. And I think that's one reason why I want to do a documentary. Is that... And I'll be the first one to tell you my first documentary when I finally do hopefully finish it. Because again, it's going to take several months. I know it's not going to be good. But you know what? Everybody has to start somewhere. When you have a goal, just go for it. Whether it's a small goal or, you know, a big goal. You know, you know, take the appropriate steps to, to reach your dream. And that's something that I didn't do years ago. Is that, you know, I had goals. But I was one of those people that I, I waited for, you know, the goal to be handed to me. And, the, and that's just not how life works. Nothing is, can be handed to you. You have to go out there and you have to earn it. So... That's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. I've been wanting to start podcast up for months. And here we are. I'm finally taking the initiative to do it. And, you know, these past few weeks have been fun. It's been some of the best fun times I've had. You know, recording these episodes and, you know, publishing them. And hearing, 
you know, what people thought of them. It's been really, it's been really good, and I enjoy doing it. And hopefully, when I get this documentary done, hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Now, the first documentary that I do complete and stuff, I'm I don't know where I will really release it at. Where it'll be like a little Facebook movie, or a Twitter and post it on Twitter, uh, or do like a little YouTube thing. I don't know yet. And. I, I am going to release it for free. I'm not going to charge people. Um, so, or I might release it on all three. I haven't decided yet. Because, you know, again, I haven't even started yet. I still have to get, you know, some of the script going. And, you know, who I need to be in, in said documentary. So, it's, it's going to be a process. But I will keep you guys updated. Up to date with that. Um... It's going to be a journey for all of us, you know, hopefully, because I know making a film of any kind is a hard, hard thing to do, but when you have a goal and when you want to do something, do it, whether, you know, you want to become a firefighter, that that's your goal, go out there and take the steps, you know, do it, whether you want to be a police officer, go out there and do it. Um, if you want to be a, a professional football player or basketball player, you know, do the right things to try to get you to, to that point. Because one thing people will tell you in life is that those goals are unattainable. The only way that those goals will be unattainable is if you don't try. You know, you have to try in order to get the goals. Like I said, that's the reason why I started this podcast up. Because I'm, I'm hoping to lend my voice to different communities. Um, so, I, I do want to end it on this note. With what's going on in Australia with the fires. If, you know, if any of you have the time to donate to them, uh, I'm sure they would appreciate it. Because... They are going through a, a difficult time. You know, a lot of us, you know, are blessed to have, you know, not be in a situation like that. So, any little min- amount of money that you can donate to them would be very much appreciated. Um, it it will go towards a good good cause. So, on that note, that is going to do it. The Derek Brinkley Podcast, Episode Eight. Until next Friday, see ya.